everybody. My name is Jared Milrad. I am the founder of Movie Karma. We're a nonprofit organization based here in Los Angeles uh, in the United States, and we focus on inclusion and representation uh, as well as social impact in Hollywood. Uh, we do that work in part by recognizing underrepresented voices and storytellers in the industry, as well as folks who are having a social impact through the power of film and storytelling. So today I'm really excited to have a uh, special guest, uh, Daniel God, who is the uh, lead actor in a new film, uh, White Eye, that's getting a lot of attention as well as an, is now Oscar nominated uh, for best live action short film at the upcoming uh, Academy Awards. Uh, here in April 2021. Uh, so really excited to have Daniel with us all the way from Tel Aviv in Israel. Uh, Daniel, thanks for being on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's an honor to have you here. Uh, first of all, congratulations on the, on the nomination. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, but first of all, I wanted to start, uh, Daniel, with getting a little bit more uh, information about your background. Uh, we work in part with younger uh, filmmakers and storytellers to help inspire them about uh, a potential career in the industry. And so I saw that you were involved with theater in your teenage years, and then you went on into film and TV. Uh, could you tell us more, Daniel, about that, that background and what made you realize that you wanted to have a career in acting? Well, in fact, I didn't think I would be an actor. Um, <laughs> it's a nice story. In the play that uh, my sister participated in, one of the actors flew abroad three days before the premiere, and I, I was asked by her to replace him. I've never <laughs> been on stage before, but I agreed to do it for her. It was a great experience. Um, this led me to continue a year later as a student in my age group. I got to play in a number of Israeli and Shakespearean plays and even musicals. And then came the Dove Flyer, uh, Galis, Shababnikim, and other TV series and films that I was part of. That's incredible that you, you kind of just sounds like you almost fell into it. Uh, what, what was that process like then as you started to go on sets and you know actually film and, and, and work in film and TV? Was it... Was it pretty scary for you? Did you have did you have any mentors or folks that were supporting you along the way? Um, it depends uh, which which product it was. But after I finished um, to to be in the this, the same place that I was uh, teaching studying uh, theater, I went to an acting studio, and uh, in between, you know, I got some. Uh, uh, if I, uh, the Dove Flyer was like in your rocket language, so I had some uh, um, lessons with a private uh, dial coach in Iraqi. And if I did um, other series for the BBC, so I had some dial coach for English. So it's based on, but you know, I like imagine the, the, the character and I have some reference and, and find it in myself. Yeah, hmm. uh, that's 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 cool. Did you have uh, you know family, other family members uh, supporting you? Were your were your parents supportive? Uh, what was that? What was that like as you started to go into a career in acting? Yeah, they they really supported me, my family. Hmm. Um, but they have no like uh, one of my family that was an actor or musician. Hmm. Um, they support me and they. Till today, like 
uh, in joining me, uh, joining the you know the journey with me. Um, I'm great grateful for that. That's really neat. Yeah, not not everyone has a supportive family, uh, as you know, Daniel. So that's great. Uh, did you did you have training along the way that was really helpful for you? Uh, was there were there specific classes uh, in acting that helped you? You know, hone your craft. It was the the place in Bimatanol when I was a child that I told you about, and mm -hmm. then um, I had some, you know, in in every project I met directors and actors and we work together and create together and I started from them and from you know every project that's awesome that's great uh well let's talk a little bit uh Daniel about your your film White Eye you play the lead in this film I had a chance to screen it it's a, it's a really powerful piece uh and congratulations on the Oscar nomination for best live action short film mm -hmm. this year in the in the Academy Awards uh, tell us a little bit, if you would, about how you came to be a part of the project and how did you decide that you wanted to be in this film? Well, um, I received the script by email from Tomer, Tomer Shushan, the creator and the director. Um, first, I liked Tomer's writing. And second, he also noted that it's going to be a film as a one shot. And this seemed to me like a challenge performance that I've never had yet as an actor. So uh, knowing that it was one, a one shot film, uh, which is which is obviously how it ended up being, uh, what was that process like? I, I understand that you did a number of rehearsals. You were shooting in a, uh, I understand, you know, a little bit more uh, difficult part of Tel Aviv. Uh, what was that process like in terms of and for you as an actor, especially doing doing rehearsals and trying to get this this one shot, you know, ready to 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 be on screen as we see it. Yeah, this experience was actually a significant challenge, and the main reason I wanted to do it. And one more time, we went to the location to figure out the road where the film was shot, where the light is, and where the. Um, um, the camera can go with you and when not. So we had one reality. Yeah, that, that must have been challenging to say the least. What was, tell us a little bit more about your character in the film. Uh, I understand it's based, your character is based on the writer director's experience, real life experiences, and that he wrote the film right after experiencing what we see in the film, essentially. Tell us a little bit, if you would, for those who haven't seen the project yet, what, who is your character and how did you start to, you know, develop him uh, as you prepared for the, for the project? Um, when I met Tomer, he told me that it was an experience that happened to him in reality. Through the film, you know, every person who will watch it will, will see a man that is trying to to behave um, normal, but suddenly see something, it's better to drive wisely and respectfully, even if in front of you stands something that are meaningful for you. That's remarkable that it was uh, so based on a, on a true experience and that you were able to really work with someone who lived, who lived a lot of what we saw in the film. Uh, Let's talk a little bit more about some of the some of the themes in the, in the project uh, and, and how you prepared for this. 
you know, I understand that, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the, that your character is someone who does something without thinking and is really reacting from his instincts. Uh, he doesn't seem to take a moment or have a moment uh, to stop and breathe and think about what he's doing. Uh, how, how, what was that like in sort of being in the mind of this, this character who, you know, was very reactionary and, and did you connect to that at all uh, as, you know, in real life as a, as an, as a person? Uh, well, as I said, Tomer was the reference for me. And, you know, mm -hmm. I tried to study his body language and to understand his truth and why he did it. Um, we met several times and from time to time I got it. I got his nuances and I got why he did it. And, uh, you know, he talked with me about his love to, to his girlfriend that uh, bought him the bicycle. And um, after that, I tried to, to focus on the message and the hope that hopefully who will watch it will understand that uh, you need some time to forgive and to, to hold your breath um, while you're doing it. Because I think also the one shot is helping it and it's like, you know, create the atmosphere of the, the loop. It was, you know, in, in one, one shot, one loop. Right. And um, that's what we try to do. Yeah, no, you, you've accomplished it quite well. Do you think your background in theater, Daniel, did that, did that help prepare you? Because I, I know that, you know, obviously you're on stage, it's, it's live, it's right in front of the audience. You, if, if you mess up, you keep going. Uh, you know, it, it's essentially a one shot in some ways. What, did, did that background and training in theater, you know, help you in, in any way? Um, I think it's, it's might help me, but it's like a different world when you do a show and when you do a play, like, and when you do a, a film, it was the first time I did a, a one shot film. And it's like I said, it was the main reason I wanted to do it. Um, we did, I think, 10 takes, and uh, eight of them was completely uh, completed. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a miracle that we succeeded. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, no, that's incredible. Every, every, take, every take happens different things, and you know, mm -hmm. you, they didn't close the area. So you, mm. you, you do, yeah, you need to, to to, to, to see what, what you're having and to, to go with it. And that's what I tried to do. Every take was not the same as the previous one. So did you, you know, I know there was some time, not to give anything in the way in the film, but there was some timing involved, obviously, with there, you know, the, the cops arriving, the camera had streaming had to be in position for that. When we go through, we meet the, the migrants um there's some timing involved quite a bit of timing involved there was it so was it were you just then adapting you know at wherever whatever was happening you were just reacting and adapting yep yeah i knew when they need to come but you know sometimes the timing was not uh, perfect and i need you know to 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 go with what i'm having if they are late so i'm with a bicycle or with the 
the weed or with the, the other actors and try you know to to react to, to for what i'm having you know to be in the moment well that's okay uh let's talk a little bit about the the film's title uh, i know the director had said that it's, it's he chose the title white eye uh, as no as really to point out the affliction uh, that that affects many of his fellow Israelis and, and and frankly I will add around folks around the world uh, in terms of being blind to the racial bias in their country that the, the bias that's right in front of them and the bias that they have uh, curious Daniel if you had any thoughts about this comment from the director and if you'd like to to add to that in terms of what you've seen yourself uh, living in Tel Aviv living in Israel look um as I said, when I met Omar, I saw that it was a very significant experience for him. And um, that's the reason we tried to, to, to do this film because we wanted to, to people to watch it and to understand that when you're having some um, property or feeling that you have and um, for things you had or for people you have, and, you 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 meet you meet yourself in in sit, situation like this. You need to hold your breath and to to try to to think other because he had a two at least two moments to to solve the problem without all the this mess. But he 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 chose to go with his feeling. Right. Yeah. No. It, it, it's a it's a really powerful commentary. I thought on, you know, the the assumptions we make without thinking sometimes, and the, the ways in which our behavior emerges from that very sometimes very very quickly. Um, I under, I understand there are between seventy to eighty thousand Eritreans and Sudanese asylum seekers in Israel alone, uh, and that about half of those live in Tel Aviv. Uh, the project, uh, the film White Eye, of course, touches on how African migrants in particular are treated in Israel, which you've commented on directly, Daniel, I know in the past and, and, and just now, uh, and how those stereotypes and assumptions can lead to tragic consequences. Uh, could you expand a little bit more on, you know, what the reaction has been to that, to that reality and as others, particularly in Israel, uh, you know, as other Israelis have seen the project and, and was that, uh, you know, something intentionally, it sounds like it was, but something intentionally you were thinking about in terms of the message you wanted to convey uh, about this, this disconnect between the stereotypes we have and, and how we act on them. Yeah, um, this, this situation is, um, needs to be, you know, I don't know what is the, how to solve it, but, um, I hope that the people who were in the, the right place to, to do the right thing will, will do. But I can tell you about my meeting with the weed and the other guys that um, was um, one of the best experience. Um, and he, he was so uh, sensitive and um, he told me about his story and you know, it's it's touch your heart, and I hope it's mm. gonna be solved soon as soon as possible. Mm. So it sounds like you yourself, Daniel, were affected by 
you know, having those conversations with with some of the some of the folks, some of the actors who portrayed the the, the, the migrants the, in the film. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This th that's why we did this movie. You know, mm -hmm. in this movie you see uh, the weed and Omar, but it can be other guys and you know other story that are based on the same problem. Today also it's the Holocaust Day in Israel. Mm. So you know a few years ago we suffered from this problem. So mm. I hope uh, that you know with creates like um, white eye and other things people will uh, show them will will see themselves mm. On the screen, and we'll try to, to 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 get better in their place because big uh, changes uh, started in in a small uh, small steps. Right. Yeah. That's the that's the power of of storytelling and filmmaking. That uh, I think this film. That's one of the reasons the film has resonated. I, I believe um, because it is so universally relevant uh you know in the united states as you know daniel there's been a lot of discussion a lot of protests a lot of uh you know frustration a lot of anger about the ways in which police here in the u.s interact with members of the community particularly people of color um particularly black and brown folks in the united states in different parts of the country and also the need for systemic reform so i'm wondering you know what has been the reaction if you've if you've heard from american audiences that have seen the film in particular and uh you know do you do you see this film as having real international resonance um because not obviously not there's you know israel's not the only country to have to have some of these these problems i think the fact that we are talking now it's one of the effect of this uh, movie and uh, I hope who will watch this uh, interview and, of course, the movie will understand the message. I can tell you as a human being, with the moment that he tried, that he closed, Omer closed the, fr the Frigidaire was uh, a very tough for me. And uh, I was like, you know, um, like, um at a lot of memories and you know story that i was uh, telling about my grandfather that was uh, in germany and uh, suffered from these uh, things and of course tomer tried to 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 do this moment dramatically for people to understand i don't know if this was like exactly experience that he had when he had uh, the, the, this night that after it, he wrote uh, the story. But I hope that uh, who will watch it will understand the message. Mm. Yeah, no, I hope so too. I hope so too. Uh, wondering, uh, looking ahead uh, for you, Daniel, what are, what are some things that you look for before joining a specific project? I understand you were part of a new show um, uh, which is a satirical comedy uh, about the Knesset, uh, based on the reality show runner-up, who is who has no political background but a lot of social media savvy, uh, and finds herself a, a Knesset member fighting corporate lobbies, corruption, and and 
uh, and uh, and so forth. So, could you tell us more about this project and and what are the, what are some of the things you look for in the in the new projects that you're considering working on? Well, about uh, Modek Gulba Emza, I played the character of Helmon, who's a, a political reporter, a smart and uh, eloquent, intelligent boy. Um, it was an opportunity for me to create a character who, on the one hand, is very curious, and on the other hand, can be very comic, because he comes to an environment that's so different from what he knows. And what guides me as an actor is the combination of the message of every creation conveyed and the challenge in performing the character, you know, his body language. Sometimes I'm working like, you know, with an uh, with the animal uh, image, you know, to, mm -hmm. to create uh, a character uh, is truth, of course, of the character and the uh, dramatic move that he has and I think in white eye was uh, all the elements of that was very very good challenge for me hmm. yeah I'm sure it was not not an easy uh, not an easy feat to pull off uh, as you as you described uh, so uh, before we before we close Daniel our, our podcast as you know is called rewriting Hollywood uh, we, as a nonprofit organization, need to believe that Hollywood needs to rethink uh, and reimagine a lot of its practices on inclusion and representation and, and social impact through storytelling. So I wonder, Daniel, like, what, what are your thoughts in terms of how we can rewrite or, or change Hollywood for the better? I don't think I know enough about Hollywood to rewrite it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope that the Israeli works, you know, and then talent that the young creators will find expression. Hmm. Yeah, no, and I think your your project, uh, White Eye, certainly is a is a is a is a hopeful sign that, that it's getting so much uh, recognition. Uh, mm -hmm. So before we before we uh, we we end uh, here, Daniel, I'd love to ask you a couple rapid fire questions if you would indulge us. Um, these are just quick questions. You can you can share whatever comes to mind. And mm -hmm. uh, and then and then we'll go we'll go from there. So first of all, we'd love to hear if there's a film or a book uh, that you'd recommend to us. Oh, um, Intouchable. I think it's a good movie hmm. to watch. Um, uh, do you want to hear about uh, Israeli movies? Sure. Or? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So. Um, Try, uh, it's called in Hebrew, uh, Abilti Rishmim, which uh, okay. Eliran Malka wrote, and um, the Dove Flyer also, which I was a part of, and another um, good movie I saw. Here the cinemas are closed for the last year uh, because of the corona, but uh, yeah. the last uh, movie of... Um, um Toledano the creator of uh, of uh, Intouchable was very good. Hmm. Okay. Those are some good those are some good recommendations and I think folks could could check out more as Israeli movies that be that be a good thing. Uh especially here in the US. What is could you talk a little bit about uh or mention a role model that you have or or someone that you look up to, Daniel? Yeah, uh, three. It's called Three of uh, Dror Mishani. Was the last uh, novel that I uh, 
red and I like it. Hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, and what was your reaction uh, when you heard that White Eye was, uh, was Oscar nominated for, uh, for live action short film? Uh, I was very grateful and happy. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to take it as a, another experience because the, the miracle that we did it and uh, mm -hmm. now it's, you know, what God will decide so will be. <laughs> and uh, I hope, you know, to create and to be part of projects that are right for me and for my own development and that express uh, faith, love, patience and happiness. Mm. That's a good, those are some good values to live by. Uh, is there a favorite place that you've been to, visited, and or somewhere you'd like to, you'd like to visit after the, we can travel uh, after the pandemic is over? Um, come to Israel and go to Jerusalem first. And yeah. then you can go to the north. There is a beautiful places in Israel and you can um, drive from the north to the south in something like five or six hours and view uh, some different uh, views, amazing places and, you know, uh, different weather and uh, you can watch the, the snow in the Hermon and you can be in a lot in the south and enjoy, you know, the sea and uh, the hotels. I prefer, like, you know, to be next to lakes and to, mm. you know, open spaces and there is a very very good places in israel yeah i've had a chance to visit it's a beautiful country uh with lots to see for sure as you mentioned uh, have you been to the united states yeah i've been i've been to israel so yeah i'm a big 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 fan of the uh of the country in terms of its 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 beauty uh lots to see as you mentioned lots of historical sites to see have you been to the united states before or are you are you hoping yeah. to visit? yeah i've been there yeah cool okay uh, we'll hope you'll come back. And, and uh, last question for you is if you could travel back in time. Uh, so if you go back in time, what period would you go back to and, and who would you like to share a meal with if you could travel back in time? Oh, wow. <laughs> I really like the music of the 70s. Um, but maybe, you know, to, to the, to, to the, um, no. To, to, to be here in my time and to try to, to, hmm. to do better things for my people and for my, my uh, you know, people in my age and to try to, to make the world better. It sounds like a big, but uh, you know. <laughs> no, that's, that's a good mission to have. And I think you're, you're definitely doing your part already. So uh, congratulations again, Daniel, on the Oscar nomination for White Eye uh, for best live action short film. It's an incredible film. I hope everyone will have a chance to see it. Uh, and, uh, you know, best wishes as well for your future projects. We're looking to see what you do next. Thanks again for being here. Thank you for having me. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that conversation with Daniel Gadd. Congrats to him on his Oscar nominated short film, White Eye. Now, if you want to know more about what we do here at Movie Karma, you could visit us at moviekarma.org. That's M O V I K A R M A.org. And you can also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and wherever else you use social media at Movie Karma as well. So, as always, we hope you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and stay tuned for our next episode. 
Rewriting Hollywood was created by Movie Karma and hosted by Jared Milrad. It was produced by Lydia Orndane and Jermaine Dyson, and our theme music was created by Gerardo Garcia Jr. and Isabel Ingman. Learn more about Movie Karma at moviekarma.org.